Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 878. January 12th, 1937. Today, when the doctor, Adam Silberg, making his rounds, came to see me, he somehow didn't like the way I looked. Naturally, I was suffering more, and so my temperature had gone up considerably. Consequently, he decided that I must not go down for Holy Communion until my temperature dropped to normal. I said, all right, although pain seized my heart, but I said I would go only if I had no fever. So he agreed to that. When the doctor left, I said to the Lord, Jesus, now it is up to you whether I shall go or not. And I didn't think about it anymore, although the thought kept coming to my mind. I am not to have Jesus. No, that's impossible. And not just once, but for several days until my temperature drops. But in the evening, I said to the Lord, Jesus, if my communions are pleasing to you, I beg you humbly, grant that I have not one degree of fever tomorrow morning. In the morning, as I was taking my temperature, I thought to myself, if there is even one degree, I will not get up because that would be contrary to obedience. But when I looked at the thermometer, there wasn't even one degree of fever. I jumped to my feet at once and went to Holy Communion. When the doctor came and I told him that I had not even had one degree of fever and so had gone to Holy Communion, he was surprised. I begged him not to make it difficult for me to go to Holy Communion, for it would have an adverse effect on the treatment. The doctor answered, For peace of conscience, and at the same time to avoid difficulties for yourself, sister, let us make the following agreement. When the weather is fine and it isn't raining and you feel all right, then, sister, please go. But you must weigh these matters in your conscience. It made me very happy that the doctor was being so considerate for my sake. You see, Jesus, I have already done whatever was up to me. Now I am counting on you, and I am quite at peace. I saw Father Andrash as he was saying Holy Mass today. Before the elevation, I saw the infant Jesus with his hands spread out, and he was very joyous. Then, after a moment, I saw nothing more. I was in my room, and I continued making my thanksgiving. But later on, I thought to myself, why was the infant Jesus so merry? After all, he is not always so merry when I see him. Then I heard these words interiorly, because I am very much at home in his heart. And I was not at all surprised at this, because I know he loves Jesus very much. My union with the dying is still as close as ever. Oh, how incomprehensible is God's mercy that the Lord allows me, by my unworthy prayer, to come to the aid of the dying. I try to be at the side of every dying person whenever I can. Have confidence in God, for he is good and inconceivable. His mercy surpasses our understanding. January 14, 1937. Today I entered my room 
Jesus entered my room wearing a bright robe and girded with a golden belt, his whole figure resplendent with great majesty. He said, My daughter, why are you giving in to thoughts of fear? I answered, O Lord, you know why. And he said, Why? This work frightens me. You know that I am incapable of carrying it out. And he said, Why? You see very well that I am not in good health, that I have no education, that I have no money, that I am an abyss of misery, that I fear contacts with people. Jesus, I desire only you. You can release me from this. And the Lord said to me, My daughter, what you have said is true. You are very miserable, and it pleased me to carry out this work of mercy precisely through you who are nothing but misery itself. Do not fear. I will not leave you alone. Do whatever you can in this matter. I will accomplish everything that is lacking in you. You know what is within your power to do. Do that. The Lord looked into the depth of my being with great kindness. I thought I would die for joy under that gaze. The Lord disappeared, and joy, strength, and power to act remained in my soul. But I was surprised that the Lord did not want to release me and that he is not changing anything. He has said, he had one, has once said, and despite all these joys, there is always a shadow of sorrow. I see that love and sorrow go hand in hand. Faustina writes of the doctor visiting her and prohibiting her from receiving communion until her fever broke. She then prayed, and Jesus broke her fever the next day. Uh, it's interesting that the doctor says that she shouldn't go if it's a nasty day outside, if it's raining. And again, that would be because the uh, building in which she's staying would be a different building from the chapel, so she would have to walk outside in order to get to Mass, and he didn't want her to do so if she was very sick. But St. Faustina's faith and obedience is uh, an important lesson for us. Then Faustina has a vision of Father Andras saying Mass, and the baby Jesus seems so joyous because he feels at home in Father Andras's heart. We should make our hearts like his. Faustina continues her prayers and her sufferings for the dying. Uh, it's interesting, to, yesterday I just attended a funeral service uh, for a, an 89-year-old neighbor of ours here in Rome. She had been in the hospital with various difficulties, like pneumonia and a broken leg. And then she was transferred to a hospice, and she died the next day. And the chaplain said that that wasn't unusual. So we need to be always ready. We should pray for those who die unprepared. Jesus appears to Faustina, and he reassured her. He tells her to not be afraid. He has a great mission for her, but she doesn't have to accomplish it alone. He supplies for her lacks where she is lacking. And she feels joy when Jesus looks at her with love. But there is also a shadow of sorrow she feels because she's still overwhelmed by that mission, I guess. Uh, and she writes that joy and sorrow go hand in hand in this life. Uh, but that's only in this life. Uh, it will be different in the next life where there will be no shadows and there will only be the light of God's love.
please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.